Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bowlology Report, a special one. It's a big review of the big bash and for the renegades fans enjoy the next hour for the melbourne stars there's still some positives but oh my god what about that collapse a man who never collapses he's always front and center good to see you again bradley Hodge. yes thanks for welcome uh what an exciting weekend uh it all started from the semi-finals and then uh a proper chokeathon on sunday afternoon from the melbourne stars to give victory to the renegades it was a huge weekend in cricket there was some unbelievable Performances and we have some stars in the house. Well, not we've got renegades in the house. We've got the renegade stars in Sam Harper. So, welcome, Sammy, to the biology report. Thanks, Sam. What does it feel like to be a BBL champ? Yeah, Sunday was an awesome day, (laughs) Flynn. Sunday night or Sunday afternoon? Sunday night was even better than the (laughs) afternoon. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm still under the limit to drive now, so. Yeah, it was incredible for that to happen in the afternoon. And- now, we're going to review the, the final, which yeah. will be the basis of uh, this uh, biology report. But, you know, just going backwards, um, you, you've been in the Melbourne Stars squad for a few years there. So um, you only get into the Renegades squad because of injury as a replacement player. Yeah. Can, is it still surreal that you've actually, A, were playing, and then B, getting the responsibility in the top order and, and now, you know, getting the medal? Yeah, still thanking Finchie and Harry for their test selection. That was the only reason I got in. Um, and yeah, to get an opportunity at the top to go and slog them, was, yeah, it was good fun. So was that always the call? Um, you were playing like Tim Luderman was keeping at the time. but yeah. we, and, and it must have been, did you like the licence as well? Because when you got your brief opportunities for the stars, it's at seven and eight, which is a pretty tough position to bat. Yeah, but having a licence. kilos, Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> but was that pretty much it from Ronnie McDonald? Just said, mate, you got a licence, play your shots. Yeah, Ronnie's thing was just about having fun and entertaining. And um, yeah, I just tried to have a bit of fun and the power play and then work on my custard arm with Liz keeping. So. so the coach didn't give any advice that maybe a few more 50s in the tournament would have been a little bit better? No, we thought we thought three was more than enough. In fact, almost too many. Yeah, just overrated. quick 530s. Flem just said if you get 630s, you're home. Well, that's, well, someone backed me up. I said that in the semi, and um, person on Twitter goes, actually, Flem pretty much got it right. right. 6.30's got him there. I'll tell you the path of Sammy Harper getting the BBL, So, Ooh. Melbourne versus Geelong at the new Bo Morris uh, Oval, which is fantastic. The MCC have put it... Oh, yeah, I haven't been out there yeah, yet. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing good. facility. Anyway, Sammy's out there batting against uh, Jake Reed, who was setting got the a bit ball of heat. down. Good pace, sort of mid-140s, and... 
Tim Ludeman was on the opposite side. And uh, to be fair, Sammy went out there. I think he cracked about 40 off the first three or four overs. And um, and a light just I went in, Yeah, so I was in discussion with Ronnie about it was either going to be Sam Harper or John O'Dean um, for, to play that role. Yeah, just who's go a pretty in there good hitter himself, John O, yeah. And we were sold the moment we saw uh, – well, Ronnie was sold anyway the moment he saw um, – Sammy cracked Jake Reed all over the park, and that was one of the things which got him started. It was it was awesome. And Sam, I mean, I've always seen you know innovative. You know, this is the way the younger generation play, and you practice that. But yeah. I, I think the thing that surprised me, and I think the public a bit, was was your absolute power. So, uh, should we su- be surprised by that, or is that something you've worked on? Uh, that comes from the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> you get a good ball on the golf course. <laughs> I had a short cutty fade, so I thought I needed to do something on the cricket field. So, yeah, a few hours in the gym here and there on some. I mean, if you look at our chest, though, Dodger's still got much bigger chest wow. than I do, but yeah. you've got to utilise the power you got. So Yeah. But um, but is it something you, all you big bash batsmen practice, though? Is is the power hitting as well? And do you feel like by practising, you know, so there's a theory with fast bowling that you've got to practise fast to, to get quicker. Is it yeah. the same batting-wise you've got to practise hitting hard to yeah. be able to, to generate that power? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's just, for me, it's about just keeping it pretty still. And I, well, I do move around the crease a bit, just trying to balance it from and then just swing on and watch the ball. Yeah, you'd be pretty good on Dancing yeah, think, with the Stars. He doesn't bat in one spot for two no, balls. No, he needs to get in there. At dancing with the Stars, you'd be awesome. If not dancing on ice, you'd be pretty cool. One of the things yeah. which I reckon Flynn and, and Sammy about the melt. Uh, Australian grounds in particular is that when you're out in the middle, you know you have to crack the ball 80 metres to be safe. Mm. So you actually do have to train yourself to get the ball 80 metres. And it's almost like if you can carry your shank over. So most most other grounds in India or Bangladesh, your shank can go for yeah. six quite comfortably. But in Australia, your shank's out. So you have to be spot on with your technique and your ability to hit the ball 80 metres. I mean... You know, Chris Lin's the insanity is amazing, but for the regular human, you've got to be comfortable knowing that you can get it over the top of long on. So that practice is important, really important. Yeah, it's an interesting one there. I remember a few years ago watching Andrew Simons and and his shanks were going for six. Mm. And I was thinking from a bowler's perspective going, how tough is this? That even when you actually um, force a batsman to mistime a ball, you know, slower balls, they're still going for six. (laughs) So that's a a scary prospect. But what about it? Marvel State or the Docklands, though, yeah. that, that inside-out hitting from yourself and Finch and those types, well, you don't have to hit the ball as far there to get six. No, you don't, especially in the power play when there's two out. I found using the ramp early in the tournament actually changed the field to what I wanted because it meant they went finally deep square and I had the hole offside. I just had to hit the ball. And you either nicked it for four or hit it well and you got six. So, so the, um, theory-wise, um, do you, does it bother you if the ramp doesn't come off and and you don't score for it, but it's more about the the um, what it puts in the bowler's head. Yeah. So originally I had the ramp for an on pace ball, and then I I then spent time practicing to play. It. I, I knew the slow ball would come at about 110 k's, which yeah. when you think about a spinner ball, and that's fast still for a spinner. <laughs> so to clear 45 is actually not that hard, even on a slow ball. So I wasn't phased whether whether I was on a slow ball or on pace with the ramp. I was either going to get two Just or length. four. Yeah. And then as soon as he went back. It well, squarely came up, happy days, or the whole offside was up. So it was sort of a win, win, win. Yeah. And do you ever get put off? We saw Ben McDermott, top edge one, under the, under his grill into the chin there. 
Um, you know, to, I mean, to practice it, you're gonna you're gonna cop a few. Yeah. Do you ever get out there with some full headgear? The <laughs> you know the baseball, yeah. uh, you know the catcher's mitt or anything like that. You know they have full protection to practice. Does anyone take that on, or you just know point. it's good part point, and parcel though. of it? Got a couple of hockey mates. I might get some of the goalkeeping gear in the preseason. Just... Well, I believe Happy Gilmore <laughs> yeah. um, can yeah. be approached in the for cage, that. He's, he's released some <laughs> the cage um, of protective gear. The practice of the ramp. Getting into batting there. Yeah. But I think the important one, as best you can, if you get, can get in or outside the line, yep. um, you're going to be a lot safer, aren't you? 100%. I think that led to bowlers looking to bowl quite off pace at me at the top of the stumps, which is something to probably look forward to next year to work on. Um, just have a boundary option to the slow ball so that I can be even more. Yeah, now, I want to mention yeah. something, Sammy, Ooh. and this is, uh, I was, it was remarkable how well you held your tongue and nerve when you got called for no ball for putting your gloves in front of the stumps. Um, there was a lot of confusion upstairs as to what had happened, whether the decision was right or wrong. On my understanding that the laws of the game, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Um, but, how did you go about that? I mean, everyone, I would have, I would have thrown the glove at the umpire, um, but you held your nerve quite well. Um, talk us through that moment. Yeah. So originally, I thought there was we must have had three inside yeah. the ring. That was my first point of call, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's a shame." But and I wouldn't expect Finch or that to happen. And then all of a sudden, Jared Abudo, like, like the umpires, they can. Well, I won't say he was carrying on, but there was a bit of carry on. And then I just... You can. I, I gave him the, the double... What my, the little mitts going, well, what's going on there? And no warning, just called me straight onto it. And then it turns out the ball was at mid-off by the time my guys went in front anyway. And they mm. were this far in front. No, I think it was proven that it was the wrong decision. That, and that's yeah. the problem. You know, Jared Boots are you know, a good umpire, but you probably don't need to be looking for those things unless they're obvious. I, just, I, just oh, said I feel to like you're looking for it. I said, if you, if you can tell my gloves are that far in front of the stumps from 22 metres, then they, you should never make another bad LBW decision in your life. No. <laughs> no, oh, it's not. Yeah. Or, or give all the run-outs. Make a decision. Out. Don't send any upstairs. You know what I would have done, Sammy? I would have said, listen here, you knob jockey. You <laughs> yes. concentrate on your stuff. Mr. Knob jockey, And then please. what I would have done is secretly told all the outfielders around to make sure they throw it at the umpire <laughs> on the way into you. <laughs> Uh, he's got a helmet on. He's, he's fine. He's see? got his gear on. Yeah, he's safe. <laughs> now we we know Sam's temperament's first class. Bradley Hodge, as is. Let's get into the BBL final now. Um, yeah, you know, it was a it was a fantastic day. I enjoyed Sunday afternoon. Um, yep. Doesn't um, the Dockland Stadium just look totally different when the sun's out, roofs open? It changes the pitch characteristics. Um, the outfield looks amazing and seems to run a lot further. Um, and 40,000 people, I just thought it was fantastic atmosphere for a final. Yeah, 100%, especially when we got a few quick wickets and the crowd went from dead flat to going off their nuts. Yeah, that was amazing, some... wasn't it? That change in volume from the crowd. It was almost like uh, the Sunday and afternoon was drifting into a dull sense of reality. Having a snooze. Two quick wickets and, my God, it, it erupted but. It did have a sense of a cricket field. The last two, um, the last two games at Dockland Stadium, the Friday night, and then this game in particular, it looked like a cricket stadium. It had that feel with the roof open. You're spot on, Flem. The sun was beating down. The crowd was up and about. It was uh, f- finally, um, it was it was right. They got and, it right from and the start. The positives for me are with um, the roof is there was a couple of games that would have been rain affected. 
but yeah. because we had the roof, so we, we have to give that a big tick there. But for all the criticisms of the pitch, um, you know, the inconsistencies um, in the pace and bounce early on, mm. uh, you know, full credit to the, the curator for the semi and final. That, that, they were fantastic well, pitches. Well, he, he was uh, – I spoke to the curator and he – and he just said it was actually just shit batting from the Renegades. The stats actually back him up. Yeah, 150. Yeah. <laughs> he said they just threw their wickets away, Flem. I couldn't disagree with him at all. Okay, <laughs> what about the actual scores, Sam? Melbourne yep. Renegades, five for 145. That, that looked a bit underwhelming, yep. but it did get pumped up by two very experienced players. Um, Tommy Cooper and Dan Christian put on 80. It wasn't acceleration. Um, but I thought their experience and composure uh, worked to perfection. I think they were helped a little bit by the stars, you know, bowling their spinners out early mm. because particularly those two players aren't great players against spin. Um, then they had the last three or four overs mm. against medium pace and they yep. made the most of it. Yeah, they did. Even... and. Credit to the boys because Bravo, that third last over, he was bowling around the wicket slowballs and in swinging Yorkers. And yeah, for them to make put on 80 off 60 balls and just get us up to 145 because 130 probably, it's just it, it is You're not done. a chance. No, so. not a chance. So yeah, for them to do that and then. Well, I just think when you get it over seven and over, like yeah. you, you probably should lose, mm. but you, you only need a couple of wickets in the power play. You only need some tight overs. And I think once you get it over eight until eight and a half with a lot of overs left, Hodgie, yeah. Well, you, you are going to feel... I didn't play out that way, but that, that's such a significant partnership, isn't it? Oh, it was huge. Uh, I mean, Dan Christian's been a superstar of the tournament, uh, and, and it's not surprising he lifts another trophy. Uh, Tom Cooper's effort as well was was, off, was awesome. Um, you could see that you know he was still struggling with spin when he first mm. walked into the crease. He has all tournament, but he fought through that. His strike rate was well below what it should have been. And then he got his power back at the end. Those sixes just to get some momentum. We talk about momentum in T20. I reckon that the Renegades walked in, and correct me if I'm wrong, and gone, righto, this is a good score. We could have been out for 110. Mm. Let's get out there and defend it with our lives. Well, is it is um, it true? Sorry, Siri, did Siri, what did Siri say? Siri, I think Siri said to Ronnie in typical DC smile with that little grin on his face. Coach, you've got 15 too many. <laughs> but I'm assuming Ronnie asked go, first, go, Siri, is that enough? <laughs> is that enough? <laughs> 15 too many, Coach. So, but for me, that's a real tick for um, resilience, determination, just fighting hard. I, we don't have to look pretty, right? No. We just need to get the job done. I don't think the same um, attributes can be attributed to the Melbourne Stars. Um, opening up, they were numb for 93. 12.5 overs. They yeah. are home and hose. You talk about the Melbourne Renegades fans. I had some friends go to the game and there was hardly, yeah, and they're Renegades fans, there's hardly a whimper or celebration yeah. <laughs> for 32.5 overs. They're just there watching a game that yeah. we're going to lose. Yeah. There's a little cheer when Stoinis goes. And that was a beautifully constructed over from Cam Boyce, yes, wasn't it? Was. Absolutely. He made him feel uncomfortable, slightly forward, slightly back. And then that was a beautiful yeah. um, way to in-dipping Yorker at the end. But even then, you just feel like the stars are, are home. Well, it was great execution from Boyce because he's tossed one up and it got pumped about 400 metres straight, which <laughs> nearly hit you in the commentary box, Flem, I reckon. And 
he adjusted so well after that. You could see that Stornis wanted that again. Yeah. And he just didn't feed him at all. And then he was Quick impetuous the in that shot. And it took the top of leg stump. And it was a huge wicket. And the momentum swing. So, Sam, what are you thinking there? You get your first wicket. Um, what's the sort of feel? Oh, that's a bonus. We need that. But you're still not looking that far ahead. Yeah, well, we speak of the Marvel pitch flame. At none for 90, I was looking to hide under it, to be fair, and <laughs> dig a hole in there. But... Um, yeah, the first week was just a bit of a... That saved us doing a nude lap in half an hour of time. <laughs> yeah, good old table tennis. And then, then, I, yeah, then all of a sudden, Petey put one up in the air. Dunk took on the 90-metre boundary. And then, I, saw, I to be honest, when... Greggy's got great hands. When that, oh, when when that, dropped when, when that elbow hit oh, the ground and yeah. it fell out, I was like, maybe that was a little half chance that was going to... We'll look back on that, and go... We'll look back on and go, maybe if we took that... Um, it was good a good effort, attempt by a the Great player. effort by White, yeah. He's a sensational catch. And then the first ball the next over, Tremaine to Maxi, just up to Makahavi, and then I really thought we were a good chance. So the Maxwell one was a significant one. Significant, and you should have seen the celebration that Cameron White was fielding at cover for that wicket. He, ah! he sprinted from cover to deep square leg to hug uh, the catcher um, and the wicket of Tre- that Tremaine got. But it was one of those moments that you just thought, oh, that's going to cost the Renegades when Maxwell yeah. got put down. He's in such good touch. And again, Cameron Boyce was on a roll, tossed it up outside off stump, drew, you know, I thought Maxi actually may have gone over the top of Cam, yeah. um, but it went straight to him. He just hit his elbows and bobbed out. For me, the Ben Dunk dismissal was just a hideous, hideous crime. Uh, just watching... Why? Well, you've just seen uh, back-to-back wickets. You just need to stem the flow. The game's under control. You're taking it down. It was the last ball of Cameron Boyce's exactly. spell. The only person that could have done the damage at that time was Cameron Boyce. Every other seamer, apart from Gurney when he came back, looked innocuous. The game was under control. Um, for someone that's on decent money, I'm sorry, but you need to, you need to step up and, and take some responsibility as a top-order batter. Well, yeah. all the attributes I was attributing to Cooper and, and Christian, you know, that's what we didn't see. You know, Pete Hanscom didn't decide to, I'll be there at the end. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Fifteen off fifteen, I reckon the stars would have got home there. Dunk, last ball from Boyce's spell, lost two wickets. Um, you know, just even a bunted single there changes it. Uh, Maxi takes on was there four out on the four. leg side, yep. four out in the leg side. You know that that was the type of ball you could actually just keep along the ground mm. or go hard, yeah. go big time. And then it was just a procession there, and it was amazing, wasn't it? From first wicket at the end of the 13th over, by the start of the 17th, the game is over. Gone. Yeah, well, I mean, you can dissect it the, however you want. It shows how brutal, brutal T20 cricket is. Yeah, 100%, Flem. And I think we learnt in the game before at Marvel against the Stars, we bowled Harry a bit earlier Too to early. try and um, get get a game sort of back in our control or give us a chance, and they could just sit on him. But when the run rate's 10 or 12 and he's bowling his cutters, Yorkers and back of hand... With the fields that he's got, yeah, he's very smart bowler. No, as soon as it raced to ten and over, you thought you could see, you could sense. On I was down on the boundary, you could sense the excitement in the Renegades start to believe, and you could just see the stars' uh, body language absolutely deteriorate so quickly. The nails started chewing. I thought that the, I think tactically, I think that um, I think Seb Gotch may have, should have come out a fraction earlier. 
And, and, and hit the ball around yep. and rotate yeah, the strike. Yeah, just get a running game, stem the yep. flow. Rarely does he get out early, mm. Seb Gotch. He's a, he's a busy player. But you only need one guy to go run a ball, and that gave a Sorry. license to the other guy. Uh, what about Finch's captaincy? You know, bringing up some fielders to mid-on and, and mid-off and, and the rotation of the um, bowlers, I thought was excellent. Yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, he hadn't had his best day until he got into the field, Finchie. In fact, in fact he played his best shot all summer. The chair copped an absolute fucking <laughs> hiding. But anyway, his, captain, his captaincy was excellent. And what it was was a backing of his playing group and, that, and an understanding of his bowling unit as well. So I think he did really he did two great things. Uh, Friday night he gave confidence to um, Richo. So Richo came back after getting absolutely pummeled for his first two overs, went for 30, came back and finished off well with yeah. only 38 runs. And they again, all did, though. Yes. Like that was underrated, the squeeze late in mm. the semi because the Sixers were looking like 200. Yep. So as a keeper, um, you know, reviewing their season, the experience with the ball, that's one of the factors or one of the main factors the Renegades won mm. the title. 100%. I think on Friday night they are about none for 120 off of Florida, Florida. 120 after about 12 overs. So they came to 180. Again, we speak about making 130 versus 145. 180 versus, say, 195. It's done and done. Yeah, you probably cooked if they get those extra 20 runs. So what you're probably doing um, in the first innings of um, the semi and the final, you won the closing overs. So you actually go in at the break With a bit of feeling like you, the momentum's going your way, which is which is massive in a, in a T20 game. Yeah, well, it is. Uh, look, he did well. I thought his captaincy was outstanding, um, especially the fact that it looked like Muhammad Nabi was going to be missed in that yep. sense, just, just to break it up. You know, he, the only thing, he probably didn't have the courage to go to Cooper outside the power play, and, and fair enough too. He's hardly bowled a ball, but if Mohamed Nabi was there, yeah, yeah. he just could have just changed the momentum. Well, he would have bowled in the power play. There's he? no doubt as well. Um, so for him to trust the uh, Christian Richardson Gurney voice, unbelievable sort of. Sam, what about the great Gurney? The great Gurney. Um, just his stats before we go. You know, in the closing overs, bowled 20 overs in the last five. What's an acceptable economy rate? Oh, for his skill, anything under eight. Is, oh, I would is have thought higher. Outstanding. 6.7. Yeah. He only got hit for seven boundaries in 20 overs. You'd be thinking one and over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, eight wickets at 16. The great Gurney. Dan <laughs> Christian had plays with him at knots. They've won titles, pumped him up, but he certainly delivered. So him as a bowler and then also as a bloke. Yeah, he's come a long way from the For a fourth grader, fifths. he's pretty yeah, good. Know, yeah. Fifths, yeah. He's learned well, they were calling him Mr. Bean, weren't they? <laughs> Mr. Bean. <laughs> we weren't. <laughs> no, we weren't. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just been awesome. And he came and he was great for the group just with his sense of humour. And, yeah, obviously, owns a couple of pubs and enjoys a beer. So, no, he's great around the group. And his skill set at the back end for us was really important. Just no, I just felt when, he, when it was like 38 off 19 and he was bowling that third last over that... It was not going to go for more than 10 and we were going to be home. Hodge, you've talked about overseas. Mm. Um, there is a lot of pressure coming in because, um, you know, the different pitches. Yep. Um, You've you got to get, you know, your teammates, you know, do they rate you or do they know what you're going? Mm. But he seems to have just gone, yep, this is another T20 game. Yep. This is where I'm going to bowl my Yorkers. This is when I'm going to bowl my slow balls. Uh, I'm not that keen to field. Not, I didn't bring a bat, yep. but I'll do the job with the ball. There's, uh, I don't think the Renegades would have got anywhere near the title if it wasn't for their three overseas. Muhammad Nabi, 
Shinwari and Gurney. Uh, they were unbelievably good uh, overseas players, and they carried the locals, who were pretty average for most of the season, to be honest, uh, which is, goes against the flow of the Perth Scorchers in, in the fact that they've only had... Uh, uh, it's not... Uh, is that the Renegades? I think it's the Renegades' top order. Um, I'll, I'll fetch his later. Fair enough. But it, yeah, <laughs> not but, Sam. I only got a, the most run. <laughs> yeah. But it's against the trend of the Perth Scorchers where they've only had one overseas. But, you know, for the two-team pl- uh, two team uh, franchises in the state, you have to split your squads up. So you have to get good overseas players in there. Who had the best chat out of the three? Gurney, Shinwari and Mohamed Nabi. Well, Shinwari was learning three... Three words of our language for him, so he okay. didn't have that. So he'll get one vote. Mohammed no, didn't know our names. Yep. He'll get two votes. He learned Dan we'll Christian. Go, that we'll was go, like the highlights, <laughs> wasn't it? We'll go Harry Gurney. What was it like votes. batting with Dan Christian? Who? Who? <laughs> and he said he was in hospital. He didn't even know that he'd been in hospital the whole morning. Yeah. Went there and killed off fifty off twenty balls with him. Oh, but it's amazing. also their. Te- I mean, I don't know Shinwari as well. I saw him in the Pakistan Super League. But Nabi's um, when you talk about experienced and, and composure, he, he never looks um, ruffled. Does he? Doesn't no. matter what the stage of the game. And he's very competent at, at all three skills. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's, his bowling's extremely underrated, just how his sense of the game. And then his batting, that evening's in Adelaide and a couple of other innings that he played throughout the tournament. But yeah, they were awesome. Sam, can you talk about the moment? You know it's coming. They're, they're, you've, you've won a couple of overs out there. But just that, that moment when you win, yeah. um, what about the pure euphoria? And, um, oh, yeah. It was great. What about, you know, Whitey was pumped, wasn't he? Whitey was pumped. Yeah, Melby's beaten the Melbourne Stars who he started with. Well, it was a few of you boys. A few of us, yeah, were happy to beat the old club. Yeah, I heard rumours that um, Eddie was pretty happy up on the second level. No, he turned purple. He did. <laughs> His head looked like it was going to explode. He was that angry, I reckon. I was back on the ring trying to just make sure, if anything, that the five wides didn't happen just yeah. to give them any sniff. But, yeah, the run from there, I felt like Usain Bolt running into <laughs> Poochie Finch there to give him a hug. And, yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a good good moment. Pure euphoria. And then what happens for the, the, the next few hours? You're in the, the rooms. Do, do, do the T20 team, do the big bashers have songs? No, the Melbourne Stars have a song. But right. What about we, the Renegades? We, we just celebrate that we've given the fans a few entertainment of none for 90 into a 7 for 19. That's our song, Flem, and we enjoy it. Well, I'm going out the biology report. Mm. Um, we need your feedback on Twitter, a song for the Melbourne Renegades. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a cover of a, of a rocky sort of song, yeah. um, but I want it in for next year. So you're in... Um, who, who speaks to the group first? Is it Finchie? Is it uh, Andrew McDonald? Uh, is it Sam um, Harper? Yeah, there was there was a couple of hours there where not not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, where we were just in the rooms with a lot of the family and friends and Stars boys come in. They're good fellas, and then we actually had a good moment where we all went up to the to the well the Marvel pitch that we all hated and fall in love with for half an hour there. And just had a moment around the around the. Pitch That's there special. Where Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie had a couple of minute chat, and Finch had a couple of minute chat just about what we'd done. So it was good to reflect on. Now, nah, and um, what did the torch have for you? What did he give you? What words of wisdom? Oh, the, the torch coach? just said that fifties are overrated and so far. So just <laughs> keep smacking them, boys. I think he made a comment, Dodge, that we whenever someone made over thirty six or thirty eight, we can look at the stats this later. We won every game, so we just needed one person to make thirty eight. And we were going to win. Well, also I had, um, you know, DC was, uh, Dan Christian was interviewed, uh, you know, um, after the semi. 
And it's a very valid point, you know, and, and, and as um, commentators, you know, we need to be on this. And I think we are to a degree, you know, it's less about the traditional milestones um, and it's more about what wins your games. And DC just spoke about strike rates. Yeah. Strike rates are the important things. You know, I think if you're a um, bats in the top six and you face 15 balls, well, we want 25 runs. Yeah. yeah. If you do that. I think it's key. Dodgy would know this more than anyone that when you're coming in through that middle or late order, which I've experienced a little in the past, if the blokes before you've chewed up balls and the run rate's escalated or Trouble. you're batting first trying to set a score, it makes it really hard. So when you do have the freedom of the top of the order and two out and the new ball, you've really got to utilise that. Yeah, you know what I love? I, I batted down the order six and seven a few times. Oof. And if and if, if it ever got to 12s or 13s and it got out of reach and you come in, yeah, you, know, you can walk off and you can go, what the fuck are the top water doing, you <laughs> yeah. know? But if you got the job done, you were a superhuman hero. You go, oh, how good is that? Is that yeah, absolutely. We just put one. So nothing to lose. Yeah, nothing yeah. to lose. It's absolutely. But look, the point of the matter is, is that people uh, need to understand that there are sections in the T20 game. You know, the power play, uh, pro- and I think the most underrated number four or five in this competition so far this year was John O'Wells. So when you come in at four and five, you've generally just seen Sammy Harper get out in the sixth over trying to slog the spinner in his first attempt, and you've got to then rebuild. So And you've got five guys out on the field. So to go at 130, 140 straight away is very difficult, extremely difficult. And In fact, I think David Hussey's probably one of the better ones coming in in that yeah. period to do it. Um, so then you actually have to wait for a period in the game where you lift your strike rate. So, and then coming in as a death specialist, Dan Christian, he'll look and go, I've got 10 balls to face. What can I maximise out of those 10 balls? Yeah. So it's just situational batting. Um, you know, we've seen that Philippi comes in, smacks it, creates chaos. The game's won in the first five or six overs. But I like what Wells has done too. I think he's a bit of a blueprint to, to people who aren't genuine power hitters. You know, mm-hmm. he can hit sixes now too. Is I reckon in those first six balls, he's, he's got six runs. Yeah. Like there's six singles. So he's rotating the strike and all that. It's not two off six and then you've got to play the big shot. I think the way that he manipulates his angles, I, I think he does that better than anyone in the middle order in the bash. But what you'll do to structure a team up, you'll generally have someone at four who you'll call the glue and you'll just put match winners all around that guy. Um, that's generally the way you structure up. Uh, for the Renegades, you just couldn't find anyone at four that actually was any part of any glue, actually. <laughs> you know what they used to call him? Mr. <laughs> glue. Uh-huh. He was the glueologist. The glueologist, there we go. Hey, just a couple of fun things here. Um, what about if uh, Melbourne Renegades, Hodgie's got a segment that just scares all, not only cricketers, but superstars. You know, the social media self-promoter, self-promoter award. award. Who would, who would be, who would you think would get the most votes in the Melbourne Renegades lineup? Well, as a young fella from, I don't know much about suits, but I learned a lot about suits with Aaron Finch's Alan Border effort. There was Instagram oh. posts and tags oh, yeah. and bail and. So Finchie would have to be up there. Definitely. Gurney, Who's his tag? MJ Bale. MJ Bale, oh, yeah. yeah. Gurney running with the Mr. Bean just to get a bit of self-love there. Um, Dan Christian, the self, or what yes. are you going to say, the titleologist. Um, the titleologist. Yeah, just won every title. And What about, what about um, well, Kane Richardson? Kane Richardson celebrations. Yes. Um, don't know whether he's watching the tapes or practising those, but yeah. I'm not sure. I love Richard a bit, but I'm not sure he's got the arms like me, Flem, to pull off the big... So, do, do, you know, mm. all these... Yeah, good it's call. one of the highlights, my top five moments. Well, 
one of them is his, his wicket celebrations and he's able to do a gesture, you know, to Stoinis, the Incredible Hulk sort of one. There was a couple of others. Like Does he practice in the training? Um, they have to be premeditated. Yep. But imagine you're running the bowl going, gee, I really want to get this guy out because I want to mimic his celebration. Mimic celebration. Yeah, I remember Sandu took my leg pole and gave a bit of the James Harden and Richo was then practising that at halfway. So, yeah, he, he puts a bit of time and everything. So it's something could happen in a game. He oh, goes, if yeah. I get that guy out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually do that. Definitely. His, a bit of a premeditation. Really with he this. did have the tweet of the summer for me. Bowlology report. Yeah, tweet of the beauty. summer. Kay Richardson. And he said... Photo of all the bowlers and batsmen sell memberships and bowlers win premierships. Hats <laughs> off. You two are going to disagree, but Kay Richardson, you're an absolute superstar. Um, we need to talk about chokes. Talked about the Melbourne Stars oh and I was reflecting on, have I ever seen a batting collapse like that? And I've got a positive and a negative choke of my career. Um I reckon the positive choke was actually in a World Cup game. I think I've got the actual... <laughs> I know Cricket Australia. We'll talk about this Show a little us. bit later. About yeah. Cricket Australia got a great initiative. You can vote for what the Australians are going to wear next summer. What, what is this across here? I don't... Is, that's just a bit of carpet they've found <laughs> and just sewn on. What is that? This is the 96 World Cup in Sri Lanka, India and Pakistan. Oh. But feel how heavy that yeah, is. that's a piece of rug. Flint. You're in Madras. That is, uh, that's That's been... That's hand-stitched by... And you lose 10 kilos. they got every colour up there for you. Is, it, is that all the different nations, mate? Could be. Wills is a... That's Could a tobacco be. company. Well, we can't go there. Yeah, I think they're amazing. out of business now. But the story is, uh, World Cup semi-final against the West Indies. Yeah. Um, we were four for 15, so we were half choking. But then Stuart Law and Michael Bevan, Michael Bevan, as yeah, he always did, got us up to about 207. And... Um, and they got off to a flyer. The Windies were actually two for 165, chasing 207. Wow. Yeah. And thanks to mainly Warney and um, McGrath, they lost eight for 37 <laughs> in a World Cup <laughs> semi. And I got to bowl the last over to Richie Richardson, yep. who's one of the greatest players of all time. They might have needed yep. eight. First ball, you know, took him wide, but it's a half volley. He basically swept me for four. So he's going to win it for them, mm-hmm. right? Next ball, I did York him. Yep. Went through to Ian Healy. Curtly Ambrose at the other end. I'd never heard him speak before. He goes, come on. <laughs> so he gets a single to take Richie Rich no off way. strike, right? Ian Healy, who used to, in the warm-ups, you know when you're bowling to, the, to you, Sam yep. Hart, the keeper, he'd always underarm it and try and hit the stumps and you have to walk away and get the ball and go, bloody hell, can you just throw it to me at heels? You know why he was doing it? For this moment For this here. Moment. Ambrose calls Richardson through. Heels takes it. Guess what? Hits the stumps. And Kirtley's going, no, 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 I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. Gets run out by that far, right? Brings out Courtney Walsh, who was in career best form at this stage. He was averaging one. Um, We're thinking he'll try and get bat on ball and get Richie Rich back on. So he tries to hit me. This is in Mahali. He tries to hit me to Dally. And I bowl him. And it was a bit like, you mate, you're pure euphoria and that Mm. sort of win. So that was a choke. Um... For the positive, and the worst choke for a loss for me was a Boxing Day test against England, 1998-99. We're chasing 175. Uh, we've already won the series, by, by the way. Yeah. Um, but 175, um, we're three for 130. Mark Waugh's batting away. Um, mm. And I, I just remember me and Colin Miller actually starting to ring the pubs. Yeah. The depot. 
the star bar. We, you know, we, we want a meal at the depot. <laughs> we want drink cards at the star. Probably ended up at the tunnel. Uh, we didn't quite get to the tunnel because we lost seven for 32. <laughs> seven for 32. Ruined the night plans. I made a duck. I was out first ball. I gave it not out and I was at, at, at later on there. But that, that's two of the biggest chokes yep. I've been part of. Uh, what about you, Hodgie? Well, the, the, uh, the biggest chokers that we do know of and you were involved in this was the South Africans, Flint. Yep. Um, they were known chokers. Uh, in fact, they choked many times. Uh, they talked many times about how to dissect the Australians and could never do it in any semi-final clash. And also, the thing is, I found it was from that semi-final in 1999. But that, but they always they would always dismiss the word choke, and I yeah. think it's only been in the recent couple of years that they've acknowledged it. And I reckon until you acknowledge it, you can't move on there. Yeah. But they've had some horrible ones. In big tournaments. Horrible. I think semi-final uh, against Australia. Um, 07 was horrible. Yeah, they came out and I think they were going to be aggressive to Nathan Bracken and aggressive to Glenn McGrath. McGrath. Jack Callis, who'd never even played an aggressive shot for about 50 years, decided to dance down the wicket, missed a straight one off Pidgey, and they were, they were four for nine. I was commentating in that. All sorts four for of 13. Trouble. Game yeah. over. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, uh, what about any, any little chokes in your Well, career? I will. I will actually flip one for the... Uh, just on the positive for the South Africans, they did actually, Australia choked, I reckon, the SCG test there when finally the Villiers took oh. uh, seven for there. I think Damien Martin was on 54 and I think he hit one to cover and then it all collapsed. He got crucified for that. Yep. Um, didn't play for six years, don't So you? that was uh, one choke. We, I was involved in, not necessarily a choke, but it was one of the worst batting collapses <laughs> similar to that to the Melbourne Stars and it was... North Melbourne versus Melbourne Career Club at Arden Street. Now, this is probably just... I'll be backing Melbourne then. Well, North we, Melbourne, not strong. It was a one-day game, I think. We'd penciled in six, six points. I mean, even if we just drove there, we would have taken <laughs> six and go home. There was, there was Jones, Ayres, Ramshaw, um, Hodge. Herman, Hodge... McCook, Williams, Williams, Simon, Simon Cook, Cook. Snake. It was just, it was just a superstar lineup. Anyway, we were good enough to win the toss and bowl, and we bowled um, North, North Melbourne out for about 130. Who top scored for them? No idea. I don't even know who was playing. Maybe Pickers. Pickers made it back then. Um, Brent Skinner, maybe. Uh, but we just thought it was a walk up. And so anyway, what we did is we sent. Brad Williams and Simon Cook off to get some fish and chips. We're yeah. a little bit hungry. So there's going to be walking the park. You go get some fish and chips while, while Airsy and Ramo just go and knock yes, them off. Yeah. Anyway, we were, we were, I think we were about eight for 18. <laughs> Chasing 132. And <laughs> we, 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 were the boys? we were minus two players because they were at the fish and <laughs> chip shop. And there was a guy named, I don't know his real name, but we just knew him as the Bronchosaurus. He was Bronca or something like that. Anyway. He ran through he Absolutely <laughs> ran through. We are out for about 32. And um, anyway, that was one of our biggest batting no, collapses. But uh, and it, we didn't even get the fish and chips. We pissed <laughs> off. Nice we wasted about well, 60 that? bucks on fish and chips. It was awful. It's a, it's, a, it's a bad one. And for the Melbourne Stars, you know, that's going to that's gonna hang with them Ooh, until dear. they actually yeah. win one. I, I thought there was a lot of positives out of the Stars yep. year. Um, some list changes. I thought they got their overseas, you know, right. Um, you know, Bravo's more a, a Dan Christian uh, very good part player now. Yeah. Still very good with the ball. Sandeep, excellent. Yeah. I thought they shifted to a more spin focus, which is not a bad thing at the, the MCG, yeah. and it worked. 
Um, I think Stoinis finally went from very good to, you know, as good a player as there is. Yeah. Uh, Maxwell's captaincy generally was really good in yep. his batting, showed some authority. But but collectively, you know, it's another failed finals campaign. No doubt. You can only say it is if you don't win. Um, I mean, the good thing is they bounced back from what was a horror season last year, but you're not going to get too many opportunities to win, uh, especially with that list. With- I mean, that's a superstar yep. list. And uh, you'd expect them to get over and win that title this year. Uh, that's going to hurt them for a long time. Even the management, uh, how you pick a, a group up after that's going to be yeah. tough. So maybe some changes. Oof, I think hard, some changes. Hard, hard to do. Hey, one thing I really loved. I mean, experience in the end showed, um, you know, what a what a tough commodity it is. You know, you, you can't bottle it. If you could, it'd be very expensive. <laughs> but what I've liked about BBL, it's been the uh, emergence of a lot more younger players playing. Yourself. At Mackenzie Harvey, yep. you know, an 18-year-old yep. playing in the bash, often at the top of the order. Yep. Um, he's an exciting talent. Yeah, Mac is very exciting. Probably the, nearly the best field in Australia, I reckon. He just the way he moves and catches. He's got a rocket arm. Then he can smack him like a like he played baseball as a kid, so he can smack him in the when he's batting as well. So yeah. He's been what about great. the other youngers? What about Philippe? Yeah, Joshy smacks him as well. It was awesome to see him get up the top of the order. That mm. made that 90 not out for about 50 balls and just took the Hurricanes apart. Yep. Um, yeah, Max Bryant as well. Max Bryant, 80 off 30 balls against the Stars. He's smacking them at the top of the order. So. Yep, Sanger, you know, got a couple of 50s. Failures in between, but it's another teenager. There's a lot of those. Um... Absolutely. Well, there wasn't some great performances from uh, the Premier Batsmen at the start of the tournament. They were really struggling for form. Um, we saw, you know, we saw the. Her scorchers, who we know are pretty reliable, couldn't score a run. No. Um, you know, Cameron White, Cooper couldn't get going at all. Uh, I thought the you know the Hobart Hurricanes were the first to jump out of the stalls pretty quickly. And, yep. you know, They're short, a very good team. Short, though, Wade, Hurricanes. McDermott, uh, Bailey. Really? Yeah, they were excellent, actually. So. There's not too many weak. You know, I think Malenko is another one of those really handy bit players. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a good ball 25 striker. off 10. Yep. Can bowl some overs, good in the field as well. And they, they, got, they probably don't have the most economical bowlers, but they get wickets. Yeah. No, Faulkner's back. You know what I like about Fawkes? Swing the ball back into the right-hander. You know, yeah, that, that would not have happened for, no. for years. Why hasn't he been working on that for 10 years? Yes. I'm not sure what the bowling group have been doing for Faulkner for the best part of 20 years, but as soon as you move Maybe the ball as a left-hander, you're dangerous. Absolutely 100%. dangerous. Um, that leads us into, you know, where, where it can go from here. There's talk of, you know, obviously a shorter season. I think that just has to happen. To be fair to Cricket Australia, the two tests in January, you know, that, that, that does, you know, spread the, the mm. red ball cricket. I mm. think from now on, the Sydney test will be the last nice one, one and we can really go into, big bash to, mode. to big bash mode, you know, at least finishing maybe a week earlier. Yeah. Um, I did, I didn't mind, you know, when it got out of, um, School period, uh, holiday period. That maybe we just focus on the weekends. You know, yeah. maybe we could have a fox game on a Wednesday. Um, but to to do a complete round, a bit like the AFL. You know, Friday night, mm. Saturday night, Sunday Arvo, and yes. Sunday yes, night. Yes, agree. Yeah. Um, one of the things is that it was probably a week too long, um, but that's okay. I think the games is fine. I like I like the volume of games. That's not a problem. And you know, Sammy, players are happy to play three games. You know, in a week. Yeah, it's the, but it's, you don't want the five, the six days off. Stuff. Yeah, you don't want days off. You want to get into the tournament. Um, yeah. One of the things I will be critical of, though, is players actually biting the hand that feeds them. 
you know, having strong comments about oh, it's too long, it's it's you know not enjoyable or what, mate. Do your job. Yeah. Get in there, win a title. Don't bite the hand that feeds you and paying you good money to do so. Have some constructive criticism, sure, but don't bite the hand that feeds you. Because what's the alternative? You get yourself on LinkedIn. You're actively seeking opportunities like yourself. I'm doing exactly. How how many offers have you had? Zero. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Rubbish. (laughs) So play shorter, more condensed, or get yourself onto LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Um, what about more overseas players? Are you a fan? Yes or no? Uh, I think that if it's going to carry on for this period of time, I think you have to. I, I separate like, salary cap? Well, I don't mind the idea. Yeah, I think there has to be a separate salary cap. I think we need to attract the big guns back. I mean, we saw in Bangladesh Premier League, in one particular game, there was Gail, A.B. De Villiers, Andre Russell, Sonny on the Rhine. We need those guys here, so we've got to work out a way in which they can get it. I don't mind the idea of Sundeep going and coming back. So yep. if you have four overseas, possibly, you might have a salary cap of half a million bucks. You can get two legends if you want, whatever, or you can go and get four. But we've got to have those big names here. Big names, but what I've also loved, Sam, is yep. the emergence of lesser name overseas who start to become stars. Like yep. Archer was not a big name, yep. was he? Rashid no. Khan wasn't a big name. Um, Sandeep. Yeah. But we, we, it's actually a tournament where you can emerge through this as well. Definitely. 100%, yeah. Well, Rashid Khan. If I'd never seen his wrong before, I, he saw my front pad. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's tough. And, and what do you think as a player, um, just to, to condense it a little bit more, but you're happy with home and to have that opportunity to have a home and away against both uh, all the teams? Yeah, well, I'm with Hodgie. I've just turned 22, so I'm a young kid loving playing cricket. So the, probably the... Just at the back end, we had one game in about two weeks. I'm happy to keep, just keep playing playing games. And when you're playing in front of crowds, and as Hodgie said, trying to win a title, it's good, it's good fun. And we had a great group. Yeah, it's just the downtime that the overseas players have, you know. Yeah. So if they're here for – you've got to remember that if, if – not just the tournament, they've got to be here 10 to 12 days prior to the mm. start of the tournament. So that adds up. So if you've got a family or you're away from your home, you know, that's tough. So we, we, as much as we give them great – hotels and comfortable, you're still away from your home, people get homesick, so you don't want downtime, you don't want to be sitting around contemplating what could be happening back home, you want action, so play the games, everyone's happy to play. As long as it's not to the detriment of social media, we we still want self-promotion out there, please. Hey Hodgie, giving you a little assignment, Yes. Um, can you pick your mixed BBL team of the year. Well, you're mixed or not. I've just gone for the BBL team of the year, whatever that looks oh, like. Okay, and yeah. I'm, I'm going to go through in batting order. All right. And I'll, I'll and I was a bit like punter. It changed. So I had it written down about a week ago. But there's a few ins and outs actually. So okay. Um, a little bit. It's a little bit. Revolving. Well, it's a bit like Rick Sam was saying. Like it's a, there's a lot of talk. You know, can I get into Rick's yeah. team of the year? Can I get you into know, Rick's team of the year? Can't you be out in the middle going? You were in or, there and then uh, you found your way out. Uh, yeah. I'm not happy with that. Look, he's if don't let don't let this carry out of the bag. But he's he's open to bribes if you really think that you want to get in there. Uh, you I, know, I I don't want to. Trait, just a little <laughs> thing there. I don't want to be part of that. Okay, so here He's I got go. Big forearms, here I go with my eleven. So, open the batting and wicket keeper, Alyssa Healy. <sighs> yep. So I thought she was clearly the best wicket keeper batsman, batswoman in BBL. 
So she's over the batting. Clark medalist. I love the dynamic nature in which she played. And she's going to open the batting with Darcy Short. Yeah. He was clearly easily the the opening batsman of the tournament and back-to-back player of the tournament. Uh, I did have Marcus Stoinis listed at number three. I've now removed him from the side. He's MVP, mate. As good as he was, I've got... got Ash Gardner in there at number three. We don't. We want to maximise opportunities in the power play. Six. She's a six hitting machine. Stoinis is a six hitting machine, but not so much at in the, the middle power play. Um, which and then come, got me to number four. Sophie Devine comes in at number four. Five hundred and fifty six runs at forty six. One thirty six strike rate. That's the glue we're after. <laughs> I think um, 17 sixes for Sophie as well. She's and then back. I got to number five, and I've got the great Glenn Maxwell at number five, the big show. I'd have him in any T20 yeah. side. Is he captaining? Uh, no. No? No, he's not captain. Um, I've got number six. I've got Perry at number six, and this is versus Stoinis. So yeah, I thought, can I give Stoinis a roll down the order? And then I looked at the did figures. Did at least get enough runs? I, uh, I don't know, she got, <laughs> she, got <laughs> seven, <laughs> she got 777 runs at 86, the strike rate of 121 with 200s. That's more than the Renegades actually made the whole tournament. So she could actually beat the Melbourne Renegades on her own. She might have to play at number four. Um, so Stoin <laughs> keeps shuffling down. I've then got Ashton Turner at number seven. And I've got him as Captain Flynn. Okay. Uh, I think he's got great leadership skills. Um, and I think that... Uh, uh, Let's, he's I just there. hope he has a good run, no injuries for, for Ash. And uh, have a crack at getting himself into the World Cup. And team. I've got his back up as Dan Christian. Yes. So, but because like we've got Elise Perry as the all-rounder, she takes uh, that role. Is DC not in the 11? No, he's not at the current. Do you want to win titles or not? No, he's just, a titleologist. I just haven't got him in there at the moment. Oh, the girls have won plenty of titles. They won World Cups. They're in there. He's won, he's won 58. Not World Cups. I might have, okay. He never yeah, won a cool, T20 cool. World Cup for Australia. I'm pretty sure these girls did. Yeah, I, I watched them. Okay. Um, I've got Tom Curran at number eight. Tom Curran. I thought he was the premier all-rounder, bowling all-rounder in the competition. So I had him in there. I, thought, oh, I loved his enthusiasm. Loved him. He, he wants to win. He was like Joffre Archer was last year. With that enthusiasm. We just need to get yeah, that back I, I, a little bit. I don't bit. know if Joffa ever showed a lot of enthusiasm. He's too cool. So people didn't know this, but he was carrying a groin injury for the last four games. So how can he be that, you know... That's why he's bowling a lot of so, leg cutters. So a lot of yep. respect to get him there yep. and not pull out. So hats off to Joffa Archer. I like that. Yeah. Um, I've I got... Joffre. This was a real tough call, actually. Um, and it was Stephen O'Keefe versus Sophie Molyneux. Yep. And I went for Sophie... Only because I've got a daughter who's named Sophie. You're in. That's all you need to do. Um, KG Loftsminner, she was great. Good with the batters, well. Yeah. Um, can't run between the wickets, but you're in there. Yep. So just ahead of Steve O'Keefe. That was a tough one. Sox missed out on a lot of teams. Yeah, he had a great year. Had uh, Kane Richardson, I've yes. got. And Megan Schutt, who didn't oh. have her best T20. So you've gone two in-swingers yeah. to open the bowling. That's KG. Two in-swingers. That that is, double in-swinger flame. That's strategic management. <laughs> Sam, Australian cricket needs another selector. We've yeah. never had one to do male and female teams. Are we looking is at he just done? Is he just done a... Are we looking at the first one, Flam? That's an audition. That would you, an audition. Would you be comfortable 
uh, with Bradley Hodge as an, a selector of the male let's and female teams. Let's get it on LinkedIn. Let's get it out there. Can you put that on your LinkedIn I will profile? do. So I've got, yeah, Steiner's 12th man and Dan Christian 13. So that's my squad of 13. Um, if you don't like it, people, by all means, I'm open to criticism and you're pretty good at giving it anyway on a Saturday night after, or not Saturday night, Friday night after commentary. So Hodgie, so- just say... Bad luck. Um, yeah. So, what would you say if, you know, this is your press conference, yep. you've got the gig, and oh, ladies and gentlemen, you yep. know, the, the new chairman selectors as male and female yep. cricket, it's Bradley Hodge. He's open to two questions here, but Bradley just wants to make a brief statement. Yeah, um, um, look, uh, look, thanks for the opportunity. Um, I'm really enjoying my new post as, as boss and uh, chairman. I'll certainly do a better job than what I've just witnessed in the summer because I thought, <laughs> thought they are absolutely fucking shit ass. And I'm going to take... What I'm going to take is the... Um, I'm going to go Donald Trump. Yes. <laughs> All right? So Everything's fantastic. <laughs> Everything's great. Uh, and I'm going to try and extract $5 billion from the treasury if I can. Well, good luck in your role, Bradley. Thanks. I don't think I'll last long. Okay, talking about... Um, <laughs> Now, last week, the ICC chairman said Test Match Cricket is dying. Mm. And in context, he was uh, saying that in regards that we need a Test Championship, which I think we all agree on. But Test Match Cricket may be dying um, with crowds in some countries and and maybe ratings, not so much in this country and England. But but results-wise... For competition-wise, you cannot make that statement because West Indies have beaten England, who have been very good away from home. Sri Lanka, let's be honest, were horrible over here in Australia. And it wasn't helped with some injuries. That first test would have been a lot closer if all their quick bowlers were fit. We still would have won well. No, that was South Melbourne District's third 11. They were absolute junk. Now, Junior... (laughs) (laughs) but um and i I am so disappointed i went to bed but when kusil parara um scored 100 and i looked oh how's the test going and and they still needed 78 runs and and one wicket wicket. i I, I went to bed and i I wish i hadn't because Pereira and vishwa fernando scored 78 it's the highest successful winning chase for the last wicket yeah. ever. It actually beat, I was 12th man for this test match, Mushtaq, um, Ahmed and Big Inzi um, in Pakistan, 994, where Ian Healy missed a Warney oh, wrong and, right. and it went for four buys. Um, and Warney didn't have the best wrong uh, no. going around. He was great at every other delivery. But what about the attack? They got it against... Rabada, Stain, Philander, and Co. Amazing. What are the, that is one of the premier buying attacks in the world, isn't it? Yeah, but, well, what do they chase down? 350, 390? That's another thing. Like, they big didn't, four they didn't look like getting 25 against Australia only about two weeks ago. So this <laughs> is collectively. This is the biggest turnaround in sporting history. It has to be. 25. So, whoever the coach is, is it Nick Pothis? Maybe he's, whatever he's done. No, but it's remarkable. It's been weird. Remember, they stopped the coach being part of the selection, selection after the first test. Uh, and see, this know, is see, this uh, is where I can take that. Chandamal was captain here. He's not even in the squad. This, see, this is the future of cricket. Cricket Australia need to get on board of this. Just promote me. I'll sort it out. No problem. The there boss of selectors, Bradley. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll take that. We we'll have to get a better role than that. What? What can we call it? 
not just the boss. But well, they come up with such chairman uh, selectors, uh, they team come up management, with such horseshit things these days, don't they? I mean, um, well, actually, we'll go out to the tweets. We'll go out there. I mean, just Tara saying, has got some what can smack we go? bang name that she's got attached to her. You're role. actually it's the amazing. chairman of selectors for male and women, but we want yeah. a we want a better name, a more corporate name yeah. than that, don't we? For Bradley the Hodge. One done. What about eight, Sam? What about Pereira's one five three not out? It's scarily the same score as Brian Lara, famous run chase against Australia in the West Indies in nineteen ninety nine. A left hander as well. Brian said, "Hats off to Pereira there." Yeah, um, but that's amazing, isn't it? It is, yeah. Especially nine down, flame seventy eight or whatever it was to win. Um, after the summer they've had, and that's an incredible knock against the quality of the bowlers. So. The quality bowlers, Good so on it. that's a big thumbs up for, for Test match cricket. Um, and, and I reckon it, it's bunched up more, isn't it? There's less mm. dominant nations. An argument can be said that, that India, India are number one and clearly. But, with you know, you want the bottom coming up a little bit. And the West Indies, mm. I look at that team, it's quite young as well. Yeah. You know, that, you know and, and, and the quest of all good teams is can you win away from home? But first off, I want teams hard to beat at home. Yes, definitely. Well, it is hard to beat at home. That's the point. Uh, really, to any side come to Australia and win. win yeah. You know, we haven't won away from home for a long, long time. No. It's difficult. I think you were a baby. Yeah, it's difficult to win. So I like that. Uh, look, Test Match Cricket took a hit when, you know, T20 came on board and IPL started and so forth. And we've seen a lot of players disappear from playing the longer forms of the game. But I love the resurgence of the West Indies and things like that. It's guys like Shea Hope and that taking... Taking on board what it means to play for your country and represent it, I think it's fantastic. Hold has done a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. so, when we were growing up, they were just so dominant, Sam. But probably since you've been following cricket, the West Indies would have the, the odd uh, star, a lot of white ball star, lot cricketers, of white ball but cricketers, that's it. Yeah. If I, he was back in the 80s, he'd have to be, a, he'd be a white Larry Gomes because he was small, wasn't he? Yeah, but he was a left-hander. But Larry a had a closed grip. He had the Lionel Richie haircut. Mm. And he'd block it and it'd just go into leg side for one. He could play the cut shot. We could not get him out. Do you know really? all we those could not get him out. West Indies guys? I loved Larry Gomes. Yeah. I'm like, my God. <laughs> Viv, Richie Rich, the cat, and there I am supporting Larry Gomes. Yeah. What is going yeah, on? Yeah, why? Because he just, then? he would have averaged 50 against <laughs> thank, Australia. Thank really. God At least legend 60. Dean Jones come along and played one day yeah, cricket. There you know, he is. Yeah, I think we're talking about Dean a little bit later on. Hey, we've got a. Uh, our guide to one of the great things was in the one day series this year. It's in the top five moments. Mm. The Australian what about shirt, yeah. the shirts they were wearing? They just looked good. They looked Australian, and mm. we played that way. Oh, brilliant, weren't they, Flynn? So, Cricket Australia got initiative. You can vote on it, um, <laughs> cricket.com.au, on the shirt that the Australians can be wearing next year, right. like another retro shirt. So, we've got heaps here. Yeah. Um, so, I did already show the 96. This one's up for grabs. What do you reckon about this one, Sam? Would you be happy wearing that one? Piece of flam with all nations on the top. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. This is getting both. But what I loved, Hodge, you would have experienced this yes. too. Mr. Wardrobe at, at the ACB, mm. as it was when I first started playing for Australia. Yep. Then when I finished, it was Cricket Australia. <laughs> this is the geniuses that they employed. We go to India where it's hot and humid in Madrasa, right? How thick is oh, that? Yeah. That's very thick, Flynn. And, and, and it's not it? like, you know, the, the beautiful material now where it sweats and it goes on the outside. Mm. No, it, it, would, it was like you were drenched bowling in that. So hot conditions, let's get heavy uh, material. I'll tell you what it is. It says here, uh, made in 
a Bangladesh. Oregon, they're, Oregon, they're laughing their asses off at <laughs> yeah. you, running around in the field in the middle of India, trying to bowl quick for 10 overs. The Aussies, the Aussies, Sweat. heavy. <laughs> exactly. 100% cotton. <laughs> so the next World Cup, this one's getting votes, and I like the colour, and it's got yeah. the southern stars on this one. But what you'll notice... It looked feel good this, on TV. Feel this material. Oh, that's, Light. That's, that's lovely. That's yeah, that's lovely. beautiful. Yeah. But that's in England. This is in England. <laughs> <laughs> we're playing in Durham. Right? We are freezing. And, and nine got, degrees. So, so in hindsight, retrospectively, Cricket mm. Australia, ACB, that would be good in England. Yeah. I don't think it'd be good at all. It's that, that heavy. <laughs> this is India. They got it wrong. But I... Jeez, I'd love the guys to I, wear this I, in the I World Cup. I think they got it right. They had Mark Taylor and David Boone in this yeah. one. This was a strategic management to get them to drop some kilos. There's no <laughs> doubt. This is this is sports science before sports, sports science, science even came. Well, this you know, Merv Hughes has got a theory. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Merv Hughes got a theory. Him and Greg Ritchie, while they only played 20-odd one-day games for Australia, no. Cricket Australia strategically only made their pants go up to 36. <laughs> <laughs> so if you didn't fit it... Yeah. You There's couldn't. one for you as yeah. chairman selectors. True. Yeah. Uniform um, sizing. I've got one more. I've got a couple more. I think this was, this might have been right. around 93, 94. That lacks, what is, yeah. That, I don't I, like I reckon that. I saw Mark Waugh with the floppy hat make some runs in that. Yeah. That just black lacks, and red. Uh, Sam, you're happy black with that? Black and red lightning. Not that's sure. boring. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, that's that boring. is shit sure boring. What are they doing? That's going. Um, here we go. This was a, this was a fun, this when they started to go a bit of dark, dark green. Uh, you know what that is? That's the that's the opposite of when they had the stri- Australia A versus Australia. Yes. So all these colours were just uh, turned over. Brilliant. Okay. But still, shit material. It's what awful. do you th- what do you think about that one? What about the, top, what about the top, top is green. carpet and the top is a, a nice yeah. Thing. It, it, it was better than the '96 World Cup, but. You know what I want? I, I want canary yellow. I want as much canary yellow yeah, as agree. possible. As we um, can get. So, well, who was your favourite sponsor on all of those? Oh, what, what did we have? You've got Wheels, you've got Smokes, you've got uh, Coca-Cola. You've got, surely there was a Forex That was Emirates. In there. Um, Fly Emirates. Yeah. And there was one over there. I, I, what I'm is that? Really sure. Carlton Series. See, ACB. What about this one? See, I didn't like, I didn't like the blue. <laughs> why, why are you chucking blue in the Australian <laughs> blue, yeah? I didn't like. Who of... ever thought that blue, green, and yellow was going to be a good look on TV? So get your votes in, and we'll, um, you know, I, I love that initiative, and I I'll reckon it's you, a real spur for one day cricket. Well, yeah. whoever designed the colours of the of the BBL, for Christ's sake, can you get in, get the Australian stuff sorted out because they got it spot on. Well, we'll know? get you a game next year, Sam. So which one are you going? Out of all these. Nah. You make your debut I'm, I'm going to be chairman of selectors, yeah. so... You're getting a game. Right. Which, uh, go that one. Uh, We've got this one as well. Oh, what I about don't that dodge. No, it's pretty rank and boring, isn't it? The only, good, but the only good thing about it is a World Cup shirt and gilly... gilly Google gilly. Um, but I wouldn't mind that on. if it was a bit more yellow. What do you reckon, Flame? What are we locking in here? Like, what colour is this? This is mustard. It's not even yellow. No. I know. Oh I, I, like, I like, like the colour of the this. Just the green and gold. And no blue. Who wears this shit? All right, we haven't really come you to an answer. You didn't represent your country. You tossed that shit out. We're yeah. locked one in there, hey, mate. They've got my names on it. Can you just look after my shirts, please? <laughs> Bit indecisive. All right, let's just. I'll get tell in you the what game, I wouldn't mind Jim. seeing. I wouldn't mind seeing a Kathy Freeman bodysuit for oh. the World Cup. Yep, that'd look cool. Did you play those T Twenties, Hodges? I did, those mate. Grace, no. Those grey bodysuits. Right, I'll tell you what. what like? I'll tell you what doesn't work when you got big shoulders, breasts, and a yeah. big ass. <laughs> they are. 
and horrible no good for your for body. Horrible. And there is, there's also a sweat factor with you. Oh, yeah, and they the used to have the grey patches The grey colour we know. Oh. I mean, you're sitting there waiting to bat, you're nervous, and before even... The, you, you're self-conscious, aren't you? Rubbish. All right, good luck with that. Hey, guess what time it is? This is the reason, Sam... You blokes, you young punk, you don't go on social media too much because you're scared that there is someone who, in his own brain, he knows there's a self-promotion here from when, Harper. When you walk in the chain, friend, or the hits of it anyway, it's the kind of person to talk about social media. So so social we media. are wary of it as players. Hodge, who have you got we in your well, view, the social media self-promotion? Well, I've got one sitting right next to me uh, anyway, and it starts with... Sammy Harper, the Renegades. What a day and what a bunch of legends, you know, just promoting, winning yep. the title, rubbing it into the Melbourne Stars, who yep. they're going to train with again tomorrow, yep. you know. So, in fact, yep. pretty much every Melbourne Renegade. Do we just give all the Renegades they, two votes? They got votes. Uh, and good on them, though. Yeah. What, what I also want to uh, give a vote for and a nomination is uh, Professor Dino. Dean Jones. Yes. So Dino... He's in Pakistan Super League. Yeah, he is in Pakistan Super League. But um, you know, I know that there's a secret uh, person who, you know, he antagonises the professor. Um, so he's known as Dean Jones at Dean Jones's Red Book. So oh, yeah, We the all Red know Book. the story of the Red Book, this famous it's a cricket coaching Bible. manual, Sammy, which how to play wins cricket. titles, right? Yes. Apparently. So it only ever wins titles in Pakistan Super League, but yes. that's okay. Um, that's red. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's got its own Twitter account. It's, it's never won anywhere else. Anyway, this person posted the photo of the great Dean Jones in the suit it's 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 Dubai. It's five thousand degrees, yes. and there's the Dino. Not yeah. only not in the box, on the sideline. No, but it, it's a bit of. I think Dino said it's a bit of Sir Alec Ferguson. Exactly. He wants to go that in, way in the black suit. So he's more on a manager. Boundary, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. glad he dyed his hair that way. But what I yeah. loved is that Dino right. put that photo in his own Twitter feed and reposted it. With Clever. Self promotion. That's self promotion. It is self promotion. Uh, Dino's been absent for a while. Look, in all this excitement of the BBL, a couple of the legends have stuck their head up from nowhere. We haven't seen him for a while. <sighs> Here um, we go. The great Michael Clark, who's been absent, but we knew he'd come good. Yep. You know? <laughs> it's um, getting into IPL season too. And he's sitting on a vessel in probably uh, Camps Bay or whatever it's called anyway. Um, Brilliant weekend on the water at Rebo Co Australia. Hashtag sale GP. Yep. Yes. We, just, we know what you're on about there, Mickey. Uh, and this is a bounce back as well. I know it because I, I won't promote Macquarie Flem because you're a bit of an SEN. No, it doesn't bother me. Um, but I only know Squad Athletica because we have to promote it while yes. we're talking. Mitchell Johnson, I've basically been living in my squad athletic at tees since October. I wear them to the gym, out to coffee, or just when I'm hanging out with the kids. <laughs> this month, you can mix and match any two of their print tees <laughs> oh, for $70. He's a gun. That's brilliant, Dad. Welcome back, John. Yeah, and he's strong. Welcome back. He's You've just been a gun. Absent. Uh, it's brilliant. We love That'll it. It'll get him up the leaderboard, too. <laughs> It'll get him up there for sure. Oh, actually, up on the leaderboard, um, I think we've got... Greg Norman, I think Pup's right up there. KP. KP is up yeah. there. He's been absent, but this this person itself uh, is a standout, uh, Sammy. And right. He's known as the Shark. The Greg Norman. Not the Greg Norman that you know, but right. the real Greg Norman. Um, happy President's Day. 
Golf gave me the fortunate opportunity to know a few. I'm honoured to know two of the best. RIP Prez 41 will miss you. Um, so it's just him having mm. a photograph. Does he have clothes with... on? He does yeah, this he does time. Have however, on. so that halves his votes. However, <laughs> the motorbike one However, Greg Norman contemplating where to next. Hashtag Seven Lakes Lodge. Lodge hashtag Colorado. Colorado. What I'm astounded by is how he just managed to. He's lost in the middle of nowhere for those people on a ski uh, uh, on the ski slopes. He's, he's just contemplating where to next. Go what ahead. you're contemplating is getting yourself on fucking social media. Next promotion. That's what you're doing. That's why you're the best. No, but Shark. that's why you're the best because well you know where know, he's mate. going. You've stopped in the middle of nowhere and gone, you know what? He's probably got some reception can you to see, post the photo. Can you yeah. see any other person no. in that? No, no. Not even close. Not How he found, what, did he just get a polar bear and say, can you take a photo of me out in the <laughs> middle of nowhere? Shark, you're a genius. But if Shark asked a polar bear, they'd recognise him. That's that famous. He go. He won the social media self promoter award a Nothing year ago. Nothing about the golf. Just no, just boom. Uh, and I just want to make a, a special, maybe a two voter to our good friend, the Torch, Andrew McDonald. Yes. Uh, what an amazing weekend it was. So special for all to be involved. Hashtag get on red. Blah blah blah. Is he saying red renegades say, or red heads? What I want to say, See, coach, I'm confused by that. What I want to say, coach, it's about the players, eh? Have <laughs> <laughs> some of that. I know you're going to be listening. All right. So the torch, um, I'll put him in the two votes with all you renegades guys, but and, I, and you'd clearly take that because you've won the title. Oh, we've Sam. Um, Dino three. Yeah. Pup two. John o four. Yeah, uh, the shark. Well, it's t- it's got to be ten. It's got to be six and four. No doubt. So I think Shark, who we were questioning two episodes ago, where is he gone? Yeah. Does he want to win the title back? He said it was like the third major, didn't he, he did. last year he after did. he won it? He did. But um, he's back in action. Yeah. I, 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 in hindsight, he's made us look foolish. Yeah. He's back. So that's Hodgie's social media self promoter award. <laughs> hey, um, Sam. I know you listen right. to this podcast all the time. Yeah. We've got a little other little segment called uh, the Retrospective Book Review. And I go back and look at cr- classic cricket books, give them a review, and uh, um, basically explain why they are classics and all you young blokes should be bloody reading them. So today, my... Oh, God, where did I put it? It's a book thing. <laughs> my retro book review went to the library. Oh. And it's a little bit of gold. <laughs> it's a little bit of gold. <laughs> It's Brad Hodge, the little master. The little master. <laughs> Hang on, mate. Isn't that Sachin Tendulkar? <laughs> so the Australian Cricket Society Incorporated proudly present Bradley Hodge, the little master, master. a tribute brook- booklet by the great Kenny Peace. And, it, and it's absolutely gold. Look, look at this. He signed it. There's only 99, this is, this this is 99, 99 of 203 copies. copies. What was your highest test score? 203. <laughs> So self-promotion, uh, retro book review, um, inside, weird. you know, Greg Shippard does a forward. We've got The Moment, The Inspiration, Meeting DK, Revival Time, time. V for Victory, Standby Status, Cashing In, Timeline Favourites, and then your statistics. And, and I look through, there's some great photos here. <laughs> um, what about this one um, with DK? Oh, do you remember you that? that? Do you remember that day? I actually do remember that day very clearly, and I know why. Because another legend of Australian cricket told me to 
F off. Oh, who was it? Uh, I won't name it. It was Kim Hughes. Okay. As yeah. long as you don't name it. So, I won't, I won't. <laughs> so how old were you? And Claggy's gone. I was Nick off. six. And so, so the good thing was, um, so that is actually in between. So before warm-ups used to happen on the ground, they used to go over to Punt Road and warm up and then come back across. So we went over that to Punt gone. Road uh, to get some autographs. Kim Hughes told me to F off. Uh, I was lucky enough to get the great but you DK. Want yeah. yeah, I mean, look at those legs. That's brilliant. And shorts. And also, there was a follow-up photo with Alan Border, oh. um, Rodney Marsh, yeah. and I think it was Mick so, Malone, I reckon. So the moustache guys signed yep. and the, the clean shaven said F off. <laughs> um, I think he's on the next episode here. And what you'll love here, Sam, you know the great DK, he doesn't just yeah. scribble anything. He goes Bradley. Bradley. To Bradley, not just yeah. Brad. Um, revival time, uh, episode four. Um, someone said about you, he had it too easy for too long. The free ride was about to stop. Um, what about your little, um, uh, where, where was this little one here? There was a little quote, cashing in. Um, you were asked, um, Hodge on Hodge. What? It's damning when you make runs aren't, and aren't selected but it's not in my nature to give up. I'll keep on competing until I get the tap on the shoulder to stop. And that's why if if he interviews for the chairman of selectors, that's right, for thought, male yeah. and female, yeah. and he says that, you have got the job, Bradley. That's the blueprint right there. I, you know what? I reckon that's only second to the advice in which uh, Ian Chappell gave in his uh, particular book. No, that's book, Greg Chappell's haven't one got there. there. Yeah. Well, Ian's was way better. Yeah. Um, but... Um, Oh my god! I can't believe how intelligent I was back then. What I'm not happy about is that <laughs> I never saw a penny for this. Where, where's, where's so, the, how um, much the Australian Cricketers Society take out of this? So I'm um, so review. I mean, it's it, six balls out of six. This is the perfect over. Six wickets out of six. Make sure you get it. I think it could have been a freebie. I can't find a recon- uh, recommended retail price here. If you can find this for under five thousand dollars. Buy it immediately. It, this will only um, earn you more and more money over the years. So Bradley Hodge, the little master, I'll say Mark II because we know that's Sachin Tendulkar, but make sure you get it. Well done, Dodds. Okay, we've got to close out. Um, Hodgie, the Aussie women are taking on the Kiwis. Yep. I think you're doing a little bit of work on the Channel 7. Good luck to the girls. No, not on Channel 7. I was, I'm was. i punted now. A little I'm, bit of radio. Uh, radio, yeah. Beautiful. Yep. So good luck to the girls. Yeah, uh, that girls. should be a big series against New Zealand. Uh, I just want to talk in closing. When I say Oman cricket, what do you two think about? Oh, oh. I think of surely runs and wickets and, and skill. Uh, I can only think of that. Mm, I'd say batting long periods of time. Batting, like facing lots you know of balls. I'll be, I'll be totally honest. I don't follow Oman cricket that much. <laughs> I'm more Scandinavian. Yes. Yep. We, we got more listeners too. Oh, from, uh, the Cayman Islands listened in. <laughs> so we encourage more. Uh, That's where you from... filter your money through, isn't it? Yeah, well, oh, maybe yeah. we're going to have to do a podcast from over there. But no, I, we need to give uh, Oman cricket update. We know. When I think of a man, I think emerging cricket powerhouse. So they took on Scotland. They batted first. and It was uh, a good choice. It was a good wicket. Things looked pretty good. <laughs> they walked confidently out to the wicket. Um, unfortunately, 24 runs later, they were all out. 
But well done, Flem, too. Who ripped through him? Kaswa Ali, 15 off 33 balls, match winning. He hit the only boundary of, <laughs> of, the, of the innings. <laughs> who and, ripped through him? And, and who ripped through him? Well, R. Smith, four for. Oh, he's a gun. Nelly got four. Yep. And Evo got two as well. Oh, yeah. So uh, five maidens there. And Scotland were in trouble early and got there after 3.2 overs. So <laughs> they won with 280 balls. To spare, so maybe you got to do a bit of work <laughs> over there, Hodgie. Chairman of selectors oh. for Australia. Oh. Can he do both? Can he do both? Oh, I'm happy to. I'm happy to go and try and resurrect their uh, World Cup bid in the Playing 2058. Why can't he do that? I tell you what, uh, this man can do. Um, we can thank him for coming on to the yeah. Bowlology Report. He's been great today. It's, it's the first BBL champ that we've actually had on the show. Yep. Um, but well done on your season. Well done the Renegades, and good Thanks, luck man. for the rest of the summer. Good man. Thanks, Flam. Thanks, Sammy. Does. Hodgy, till next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.